Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. NFL top 10 list from the executives and Madden, as well as NBA player movements, all that and more here on Unfair Sports, where we take a pensive approach to the sports conversation. I am your host, Jay. Thank you for tuning in wherever you get your podcast. Please, while you're there, like, subscribe, rate, review, and give us five stars. You don't think we deserve it? Just give us five anyway and gifted. It's been a while, so make sure you hit us up on the Unfair Fan Line, 430-901-1906, and uh, welcome back. Uh, give us your strongest opinions as well as answer our question of the quarter, it feels like. Uh, what is the most irrational thing you've ever done in sports? We'll have some actual questions once the football season starts in August, and we'll get back to the consistency. But thank you for tuning in here on the podcast. Oh man, yeah, it's been a while. Thank you all for still riding with me. It's been a little rough patch of a combination of work and life balance getting back there. But the good thing is, is I've been doing a little bit of research and reading in preparation for the NFL and college football season. Speaking of college football, if you enjoy college football, check out my OU content I do on the Unfair YouTube channel. I'm going to get back to posting these videos as well for the standard stuff for like NFL and college um, and NBA. They'll be put back in there under their categories and playlist. But all of the uh, main content on the YouTube channel is for OU in college football content. So thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for checking us out and showing love. Looking for a new co-host to join the show. Love to have a partner because it's always funner with two. So if you know anybody or if you've got interest, hit me up on the unfair fan line, 430-901-1906, and let me know why I should consider you. On top of that, we've got a lot to talk about here on the show as i mentioned on the intro we're gonna talk nfl top tens to piss y'all off and these nba players on the move so with that let's jump right into the nfl portion of it first so it's an annual tradition the nfl executives get interviewed by people at espn and espn drops a top 10 list for every position in the nfl just to make y'all mad then everything is turned up even more because Madden, EA Sports, John Madden Football, always launches its ratings and its top 10 like a week or so afterwards. So you first get the executives to tell you how they feel and y'all gonna be pissed off at them. And then you've got Madden who gives the ratings out and it works everybody up. And it cracks me up every year because y'all be mad. Me, I don't really care about the ratings. Honestly, I haven't played a sports game like that. I think I bought 2K a couple times, but it's been a while since I've actually played sports games outside of like my NCAA 14, specifically because it's getting too complicated anyway. It's too much work. If you want my opinion, I'm going to start off with this before I talk about these top 10 quarterbacks because a lot of things jumped out with me on that. But when it comes to like Madden, I think like Madden and 2K, no one should be rated over 90. 
Like the best player should be rated around 90. And I say that because it adds a level of difficulty to the game itself, the mechanism. I think that was one thing that uh, NBA Live did. I think it was like 96 or 97 they did that. And Jordan was added to the game, but Jordan's rating was like an 88. And that was like the highest you could get in the game. But it made it harder for you to be able to dominate. Like people were actually missing shots like they're supposed to. Like if you got perfect meters on certain shots, you would make them. But it made it to where it was really hard for you to just dominate. And I think adding an element, that element to it, lower the ratings to where the game just makes itself difficult while allowing for like hot streaks and stuff like that to maybe boost it a little bit. I think that makes it a little bit more realistic because you have a guy that's like a 99. Steph Curry would probably be like a 99 and three or something like that. He's not really going to get on a hot streak. It's just going to, he's going to keep just making shots. So besides that, it just fascinates me how everyone gets pissed off about these lists. So I wanted to jump into the, the quarterback ones because of the time that I don't have, as I mentioned before, I, we're going to talk about these quarterbacks. Can't really get into other positions, but in the summertime next year, maybe if I was able, you know, work life balance starts to hit back to normal, you know, I give myself another co-host. We can jump on it like that. Boom, we can make the magic happen. So, let's talk about these quarterbacks, though. Y'all mad? And there's there's about four points I have to make that I feel like we should talk about. Nah, five. We'll say five points. First off, the list top ten. You got Aaron Rodgers, you got Patrick Mahomes at two, Josh Allen three, Tom Brady at four, Joe Burrow five, Matthew Stafford six, Justin Herbert seven, Russell Wilson eight, Deshaun Watson at nine, and Dak Prescott is ten, which are two which are honorable mentions being Lamar Jackson, Derek Carr, and Kyler Murray. And the only other person to receive votes is Kirk Cousins. So that's about 15, top 15 right there. Let's pull this back. First off, Joe Burrow. Why is Joe Burrow in the top five? I'm curious. Why is he top five? That does not mean that Joe Burrow's not good. I just don't think that today at his status, he's a top five quarterback in his NFL. I think he's really good. I think that he'll eventually get to this point. But I feel like recency bias has helped him move up to five. And then it makes me question Matt Stafford at six. Stafford just won a Super Bowl finally. I mean, he's 34 years old. We have tape on him. And I talk about Stafford extensively on this podcast. You guys understand how I feel about him. But Stafford is six. Last year, he was six. Some people actually had him out of the top 10. Look, he is a top five talent arm in this league. He is a top, to me, 10 talent in this league. He always have been. As much as I bag on him, the one thing, the problem I've had about Matt Stafford is the same problem that they have about him here is that they, is that the real issue with Stafford is he sometimes trusts his arm too much. And this is what was written here in ESPN resulting in careless turnovers. I've always said that about Matt Stafford. That is his biggest problems. He relies on his arm too much and he just makes really poor decisions, but that doesn't mean that he's not a top talent. You know what I'm saying? That doesn't mean that he shouldn't be in the top five. And to be honest, the fact that he was actually go, able to make it to the Super Bowl and not screw it up to me means that he deserves to be moved up into the top five. 
that's why Joe Burrow shouldn't be up there. To be honest, I think Joe Burrow, if he's anywhere on this list, he should be 10th because we need to see this happen more than just one season. His first season, he got hurt, unfortunately. This season, he's there. I don't feel like Joe Burrow is really that guy yet. We've got two years of film on him. They went 10 and 6. 70% completion percentage. So he had like a Deshaun Watson estique type passing season. 34 touchdowns, 14 interceptions. Really, really good numbers. I'm, I'm not denying any of that. But what about him tells you that he's top five? Can someone answer that for me? Jump in the comments below. Jump into our Twitter account at Unfair Sports. Instagram at Unfair underscore Sports. Facebook. Leave me a comment. Tell me, what is it about Joe Burrow that makes you think he is, in his second year, top five in this league? Because that's the crazy part is that when you look through the list of people that he's he's surpassed, Russell Wilson, he's got a ring. I mean, honestly, it's really it because Justin Herbert's young. Most of these quarterbacks are young. But I don't see him at the level of the Tom Brady's, the Josh Allen's, and all of that. But then you go into here with this mess. How is Lamar Jackson not top five, top 10? I mean, I get that. So let's put it like this. The last, what, five MVPs, quarterback MVPs, are in the top 10. But Lamar is only one not. You've got Tom Brady, Mahomes twice, Lamar Jackson, Aaron Rodgers twice. That's 27 since 2017. That's the last five. Well, six. But Lamar does not deserve to be top 10 in this league. And he's young. He had one year. He did. Last year was not his best. Last year he was also hurt. Last year that he was also on pace to outdo his numbers last year with just more turnovers. He didn't. He wasn't going to have the single-digit turnover piece like he did the two years before. But he had injuries about with him and his team. We totally discounted everything that he's done because we know this is a what have you done for me lately type league. Cool. But Lamar is the system at Baltimore. They like they have nothing without him. And they proved it. So why are we disrespecting him by not putting him in the top ten? If it was up to me, the shifts I would do is Deshaun Watson would not be top ten. Deshaun Watson didn't play last year. Right? Sean Watson ain't played in a year. What about him tells us that he's going to come back in his top 10 form? He shouldn't be up there yet. His numbers were ridiculous. I do think he's top 15, but I don't think he's top 10 yet. We, we, we haven't seen him. So how do we have him up there and not Lamar? I just feel like it's just the bias around Lamar, which is why this argument comes up all the time about Lamar's abilities. Um, he's proven that he can throw. He pr- he's proven that he can be a pocket quarterback. He paid for freaking Petrino, Bobby Petrino. His offense literally makes you sit in the pocket. <laughs> that is his entire setup pro style. He's proven it. But at the same time, everyone likes to just find a way to crap on him. I get why Kyler wasn't up there. He's been inconsistent over the years. He's been really, really good. And then at the end of the year, it's, everything falls off. 
Lamar had one of the best records as a starting quarterback in the NFL. Now, we can call that a team accomplishment, or would they do that without him is the question. We've seen him will his team to victory. We've seen him throw for over 400 yards. We've seen all of that. I just don't know what Lamar has to do to get the respect that he deserves. I don't know. Now, the last one on this one, my last point around these top lists that jumped out to me is the Rodgers and Mahomes piece. So Rodgers and Mahomes are one and two. I think, so last year, Rodgers was two and Mahomes was one. I think that should still remain the switch. I still think Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league right now. I still think he has the ability to be the best and be the most dominant. Now, it's a team game. There's certain limitations he's going to have. And the question is going to be, what is he going to look like without Tyreek Hill? That's That's a good argument. Now, the next piece is Aaron Rodgers. Let me ask y'all this question. Do y'all think that Aaron Rodgers is seriously too good for his own good? Let me explain why. I went back and started looking at the way Aaron Rodgers has played. Now, the one thing about him is, and this is something that y'all ain't going to ever find anybody that's as good at doing like him is, dude don't turn the ball over, really. Like, he's had two seasons in his entire career we had double-digit turnovers, interceptions. His first year starting in 2008, and then his third year starting in 2010. So it's third and fifth year, in the, fourth and sixth year in the league. Double digit interceptions, 11 and 13. Since then, he has not thrown double digit interceptions, period. Closest was 2015 through 8. Fumbles here and there, so he had double-digit turnovers, but not double-digit interceptions. That's ridiculous. So I get the vote of him being the best quarterback. And then at 38 years old, going on 39, still consider him the best? Dude is a monster. But I think his biggest problem is, is that he is too good. That he needs to taper that mess down a little bit. Be a little worse during the season. Because if you noticed... They cannot win in the playoffs long-term. Now, me and Kimes have talked about this before. I talked about this on the show here on Unfair Sports, if you listen to me in the past, about if the, the Packers are serious about winning a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback, they need to build a dome. That's what that people need to do. And the reason behind that is because their biggest problem is it's cold. Like, really cold. And because it's so cold, (laughs) he's throwing a rock around and people can't catch his passes. And the team just does not perform very well in the cold. It's in Green Bay, Wisconsin. And we looked at the Super Bowl year that they won. They won the Super Bowl. They beat the Eagles in Philly. A little chilly there, beginning of January. They beat Atlanta in the Dome. They scored 48 points. It's like 20-something. Let me give you the exact number so y'all can understand. 48 to 21 to be exact. And then they beat the Chicago Bears in Chicago 21 to 14. It was a slugfest. Your babies have to score quick. And James Starks was able to run the ball. Also, he's going against Jay Cutler. So it made sense for him to beat Jay Cutler in the cold. He doesn't seem to run into that that very often when he's playing at home. Like this past year, he literally got eliminated because... They couldn't win. 
They beat lost to the 49ers, who just ran it down their throats the entire game and won it in the second half. Is he just too good? Should Aaron Rodgers be worse during the regular season to get his team only road games so they can try to win a Super Bowl? Do you feel like they would do better that way? I do. I think that if they just get on the road the entire time, they'd be a better team. But that's just me. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. Introducing the Dunkin' Run, a dollar donut with any medium coffee, a whole new era of... I'm going on a Dunkin' Run. You want anything? Yeah, maybe a jelly donut and an iced coffee. You got it. Wait, actually, glazed donut and a hot coffee. Mm. Okay, back on track. Make it a Dunkin' Run. Get a $1 donut with any medium coffee. America runs on Dunkin'. Exclude specialty donuts and fancies. Offer valid on medium or larger coffees. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. The latest trade season for the NBA. They're finding a way to remain relevant (laughs) in sports. All the craziness that hit right at free agency in the beginning of July. Of course, NFL has training camp this week, and we're still talking NBA on a regular basis. So there's a lot of topics that we talked about uh, right now, what's going on. But I think the one key ones that I wanted to hit on here on the show is mainly one is, is threefold. One, I want to talk a little bit about Donovan Mitchell and this trade scenario. Let's start there. The Jazz basically told us that he is available. This happened last week, actually the week of my birthday while I was out. Um, talked about it before. It's kind of reason why we haven't had a show in a bit. It's out last week for my birthday. And uh, other logistics did not work out. But now the Jazz want to trade Donovan Mitchell. So they shipped out Rudy Gobert. We talked about the Stifle Tower going to Minnesota. I did not like the move for Minnesota with all they gave up for him. But, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, situations like that rarely work out because you got to have top five players in the league in order to really win here. And he ain't one of them and neither is anybody on that Minnesota team. Not to bag on them too much. This Knicks for Donovan Mitchell deal is baffling for me. Why do they want to trade for him? Now, I get why, but should they want to trade for him the way they do? Like the only reason why they want Donovan Mitchell is so they can have a name. They need a superstar. It's awesome playing in Madison Square Garden. I've heard all the great things about it. One of these days, I'm going to get up there and watch a game. And even though I know how almost impossible it is to get a ticket, I know that it's electric playing in Madison Square Garden. Every player loves playing there. You get in there, just the feeling, the rush, the fans, the celebrities, everything about being there is electric. And so players love playing there. But no player wants to actually go play for the team seems to be a reason why we complain about star players wanting to go to these larger markets, but we don't ever see them do it. I mean, the, the Lakers sucked for five years before LeBron decided to go there. The Knicks have been awful for about 20 years. Give me a scenario where great players have wanted to go to these larger markets. You ain't synced it at all. 
the Clippers lucked out by getting Chris Paul because the Lakers deal got nixed because they were basically fleecing Dale Depps. But you haven't seen a scenario where anybody wanted to go play for the Knicks, except for Brooklyn now, where Kevin Durant actually went there with Kyrie. We'll talk about them later. But why does why, why does no one ever want to go to, to the Knicks when they have the opportunity to? I don't know. This feels like the only way they're going to get a player. And it, the bad part about this is, to me, is Donovan Mitchell goes there. He plays there for four years, and they still suck. He's going to leave. He's going to walk away, and the Knicks will have nothing. Or they're going to have to trade him. What are we going to do about that? Like, how does that work? So let's talk about it. Right now we're looking at Donovan Mitchell to the Knicks for like 8 million draft picks. And supposedly Danny Ainge has basically told them if they want to make this deal happen, they're going to need to send them seven first round picks. The Knicks would be stupid enough to do something like that. They didn't learn from the Carmelo situation. They didn't learn from anything else they've done in years past. They would actually go out there and give the Jazz all their future to get Donovan Mitchell, who will probably leave the moment he gets the opportunity to because he figured out how bad that organization is ran. Now, the Knicks do have some something to pull him in there. I mean, Leon Rose is running things there, and a World Wide West is with him, and Rose was part of the organization that was Donovan Mitchell's agent. So it makes sense for that to happen. For him to go there. But why? Like, I like Donovan Mitchell. I've said it before. I've enjoyed his play. But there's nothing about Donovan Mitchell that tells me I want him to be my best player. Because there's nothing about him being your best player that says that he's going to win you a championship. That's no knock on Spider. That doesn't mean he's not a great player. But it takes a lot more than just being good or great to win championships. We've seen it. We've learned it over the years. It's always got to be an additional factor. And the one thing we learned about him in the playoffs is that he just don't play defense. We watched him get players run right past him. And he could try to refute anything that I'm saying, but dude, go look at the film. We watched, we watched you play. We watched guys drive right past you to the rack. We watched that Utah jazz team make life hell for Rudy Gobert on the defensive side of the ball. And then y'all also didn't want to pass Rudy the ball in the post when he was open, mainly because you don't want to pass Rudy Gobert the ball. But at the same time, should give him a chance. Teams know that you're not going to do it, so they don't have to worry about it. So with him, he's been good, and everyone is starting to get done with him. Bomani always says this, we love volume shooters until we don't anymore. And he's one of those players that we love until we don't. We're past the love that we had for him because he's at that point in his career that people want to see more than just putting up buckets. We want to see more clutchness. We want to see more defense. We want to see you locked in and making it happen so your team can win games in the playoffs. Like, I love Bradley Beal, but the only thing Bradley Beal does is score. Now, y'all think scoring is the most important thing, and it ain't. Now, if you've given up the same amount of points you're putting up, what did you just do? Nothing. And that's what we're seeing with these type of players. So the question is going to be now, if the Knicks do find a way to get him, you add him with Jalen Brunson, what does that look like? I think it'd be some fun basketball. I'm sold on that idea. But is giving up all those draft picks worth it? Now, the one thing the Knicks can say is they do have R.J. Barrett and then they still have Julius Randle. You add all of them with Brunson and Donovan Mitchell. That gives you a pretty young squad that could probably do some things. 
and they got the assets to send away. They can, you know, Evan Fournier can be gone. I'm looking at this mock one for the for ESPN. Fournier, Cam Reddish, Obi Toppin. I wouldn't want to get rid of Obi Toppin, even though he has not materialized, but I wouldn't want to get rid of him. How would that work? I don't know. I think Donovan Mitchell. I think Donovan Mitchell can be a really good two or three somewhere. somewhere. Great. He'd be a probably a really good two and a great number three. But the thing you learn about the way he plays is you cannot have him as your number one. That's just not his game. He's not that guy. And I don't think he ever will be. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. Introducing the Dunkin' Run, a dollar donut with any medium coffee. A whole new era of... I'm going on a Dunkin' Run. You want anything? Yeah, maybe a jelly donut and an iced coffee. You got it. Wait, actually, glazed donut and a hot coffee. Mm. Okay, back on track. Make it a Dunkin' Run. Get a $1 donut with any medium coffee. America runs on Dunkin'. Exclude specialty donuts and fancies. Offer valid on medium or larger coffees. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. So all the Donovan Mitchell stuff is even more interesting. I had to ask the question, too, of this. The Knicks gave up all their assets to get Carmelo Anthony, and that obviously did not work out. They got, what, two playoff appearances in the Carmelo Anthony era? Maybe two? So do you all think that that Donovan Mitchell is better than Carmelo? Do you think that Donovan Mitchell can take the Knicks to another level, to the level that Carmelo Anthony could not? Yeah, Carmelo got them three playoff appearances, back-to-back years. So he did get them three. But then he went from 2012 to 2013 to 2017, 18, without making the playoffs. Do we think that Donovan Mitchell can do better than that? And that is a serious question. I don't know. I don't think that do you I don't think that Diamond Mitchell's better than Carmelo. I don't. So that's what you gotta look at when it comes to the Carmelo, I mean to the Donovan Mitchell situation going to the Knicks. You gotta look at does this man present something better than what Carmelo did? And if he doesn't, why would you give up as many assets as you did to get Carmelo? Made the Jazz sit on it. They eventually had to get rid of him. They basically said since the door is open, up at the floodgates, they're trying to trade him or get him to ask for a trade and try to get, figure out how to get rid of him. They're trying to start from scratch. But there was a trade with Oklahoma City that was interesting that was in this article that ESPN had for um, Mitchell. Sending Trey Mann, Derek Favors, Jermichael Green, and Alexei Pokashevsky while sending the Jazz back their draft pick, a Clippers draft pick, a Rockets draft pick, a Heat draft pick, and a 76ers draft pick. Still keeping their own, still keeping the Clippers' other 
picks. And the good thing is they make this one top two protected. So if they get a number one pick, Oklahoma City keeps the draft pick. I would make the top four protected personally, but because all of those Clippers picks are unprotected. So Oklahoma City can do whatever he wants to with them. But sending all those picks, I mean, might work. They've got a whole bunch of them. They've got a slew of picks going in the future that a team like Utah that is tanking for uh, Victor, the French ridiculous athlete, is coveting. That's kind of what the Spurs are doing, too. They're tanking for Victor as well. So I don't know what the Donovan Mitchell situation is going to look like, but I'm kind of curious more so about this Russell Westbrook situation. So with Westbrook, the Lakers are trying to trade him. They want to send him to Brooklyn for Kyrie Irving. That's hitting all kinds of snags because in the grand scheme of things, when what Russell Westbrook was traded the three times before that he's been traded, he was basically recipient of, the team that sent him out was a recipient of some really nice assets for him. Now that we're at the fourth team in four years, teams are like, nah, we're not, we're not giving you anything for Westbrook. You got to give us something so you can get rid of him. <clears throat> He's hit the point now where that contract is untradeable. Like before everybody was saying, oh, you can't trade Westbrook with $40 million contracts. He was easily traded and gained assets. Hell, Oklahoma City still got two picks from Houston from it. What was the problem now is people are at the point of, hmm, I don't know if Westbrook is truly worth it. And yeah, we're there. So Westbrook fired his agent because of it because he can't find anybody to take him. And it's all because they can't get the situation he wants. It's because of his age, his production, everything. Nothing. Nobody is trying to take on what Westbrook has to offer anymore. I get it. That's why the Lakers are trying to get rid of him. And looking at everything around him, the one thing that I don't like everybody knocking him for that should actually outweigh all of the criticism is the fact that this dude is showing up to play just about every game. Every team he's been on, people are always hurt and no one's playing or taking time off or having, yeah, just whatever. He's playing. He was the most consistent Laker last year. He plays about all games. Y'all expect him to win by himself in L.A.? No. It's not possible. He played 78 games. He played 78 out of 82. Let's look at this. Next one behind him was Malik Monk, 76. Carmelo played 69. Avery Bradley, 62. Austin Reeves, 61. Dwight Howard and Taylor Horton Tucker both played 60, and LeBron only played 56. They didn't shut down LeBron because the season was falling apart. Anthony Davis played 40. But we blame Westbrook for everything. Westbrook contributed his 18, 7 and 7. But besides that, no one wants him anymore. We're at that point in his career. He's too old, too broken up, way too inconsistent, doesn't play enough defense. As Darvin Ham mentioned when he talked about him, 
he wants Westbrook to play better defense. I think Westbrook can. He's got to do it now. And so he fired his agent. He's looking for a new agent to try to figure this out. And then they did the one thing to break all of these Laker fans' hearts. Westbrook, Anthony Davis, and LeBron James had a conversation and said that they were going to commit themselves to the team. I know all of y'all just welled out. No. Because why? Break this mess up. Time to start over. But it ain't happening, guys. Sorry. Westbrook's not going anywhere. If Brooklyn won't trade for him and they're trying to get rid of Kyrie Irving, there's no way that the Lakers are going to get find a, a, a suitor for him. Someone's going to ha- they're going to have to give up draft picks to get rid of him. The Lakers ain't really got no draft picks. They gave him out of New Orleans for Anthony Davis. So they're not going to give up much to have many assets to give up in order to get rid of Westbrook. Now, the best way for them to figure this out is to see if they can get another team involved. Like, you know, Oklahoma City, who has a plethora of draft picks that are willing to give up some draft picks and take a player or two to help them get Westbrook shifted to somebody else's team. Who they got? Because, I mean, honestly, they don't really have much on their team that others really want. It's not something you can blame LeBron for. It's just this team was poorly constructed by the front office. Now, you can say that LeBron had influence on who to get on the team. There's only so much that LeBron can say, though, if you think about it. LeBron will say, hey, I don't care what you do. Go trade Donovan Mitchell. Go trade for Kyrie Irving. And also, let me be honest. He can say all of that. Don't mean it's going to happen. You got to have two people that want to tango in these conversations of trades, or at least the third, sometimes the fourth. So the Lakers are going to have to find a way to transition Westbrook out of L.A. using a third and fourth team. They need somebody to give up draft picks to help them get, make this move. Hell, to figure out how to get him to Brooklyn, they're going to need another team. I'm telling you, pick up the phone, call Sam Presti, and see what way he can fleece you so you can get him to give up some of the draft picks he got. That's your best bet. But I don't think Westbrook's going to be gone. I don't. I think that he, they're going to be playing with him this season. There's your, I, I think that there's a 10% chance to me that Westbrook gets traded. So y'all can mark this down for me. If he gets traded tomorrow, then I'm an idiot. I, I can launch this this morning, and then all of a sudden Westbrook's traded. I'm an idiot. I agree with you on that. But I don't think that he gets traded. I don't think that he's gone. I don't think that they find a way to facilitate a trade that's going to lead him out the door. It just doesn't feel like it. But speaking of trades, going to the last, the third thing that I think the NBA was interesting on these player movements, it's been this Kyrie KD situation. So Kyrie opts in, KD asks for a trade right afterwards, says he wants to go to the Suns or the Heat. The Heat have no assets to trade. They can't send Bam out of bio because of the designated um, rookie deal provision that you can't trade for two of them because they already got Ben Simmons. And then DeAndre Ayton gets his contract matched that he got from the cl- from the Pacers by the Suns, so he can't be put in a trade. So the try sign a trade for him is gone. So we have to ask ourselves, what is the chance that the Nets can get rid of both of those players and get something back? Very slim. I already said, send KD to Oklahoma City. Okay, so he's got a ton of picks, a few young players you can build around, centering around Trey Mann. Sounds solid to me. Bring KD with all the other thin players we've got and boom, just run it. Ain't going to happen, but it will be a fun deal. But what fascinated me about all of this is that twofold. One, 
Kyrie never asked for a trade. Let's get that thing straight first. Kyrie, baseball reports now, has been expecting to play for the Nets with or without Kevin Durant. That's the mindset of Kyrie Irving. Like, this is his team. He really thinks the Nets want him on their team. He thinks that, well, you know, no matter what I do, they're going to want to have a player like me on their team, and they're not going to do anything about it. And in a way, the Nets are kind of saying like, yeah, yeah, you're probably right. We'll keep you. Why would y'all do that to yourselves? Seriously, I know Kyrie doesn't want to go anywhere, but what makes you think that you should have Kyrie staying on this team with everything that's going on? Y'all are tired of him. But y'all going to keep him there? To me, in that Westbrook piece, y'all should have just went ahead and said, look, give me Westbrook and this player and we'll send you Kyrie Irving. Actually, you should ask for one draft pick. Hell, make it two seconds. Get an unprotected future one. But y'all are asking for a lot, which I expected y'all to for Kyrie Irving to take on Russell Westbrook's money. But Westbrook's money is only for one year. I mean, so is Kyrie's, but Westbrook's is only for one year. You didn't want him anyway. You got an asset out of it. What are you doing? You ain't got to trade him. Just make him and Kevin Durant play together. Till Kevin 9, we're not going to get rid of you. You just be done with it. You can do that. Sign a four-year deal. Y'all gave him a free year to rehab on payroll. But you kind of got to do that for a player like Kevin Durant. Like, you'd be an idiot not to. And so I heard today, court is Wednesday night, Dave McMenamin on ESPN stated that there's a reports that people around the league, and it's all conspiracy theory-ish, they think that Kevin Durant wants to stay in Brooklyn, just not with Kyrie. So overall, that makes a lot of logical sense. And this is the reason why I say that. Kevin wanted to be in Brooklyn. He wanted to play with Kyrie. Kyrie wasn't really there. He's going to back his boy up because they're friends. But that doesn't mean that friends need to play together and be on the same team. Friends don't need to be working together, work at the same company. Not everybody's friends interact with each other all day, every day. And at a certain point, you kind of get tired of dealing with that person. I think that's what Kevin is doing right now. I think Kevin's just tired of dealing with Kyrie. Outside of the friendship, the work side. Like, I've worked with people before that I thought were awesome. And I just was like, as people, and I was like, man, I cannot stand working with this individual. We've all had that. That happens to all of us. Everybody in business in some capacity. It feels like Kevin has hit that point. He's hit that wall. But I think Kevin does want to stay in Brooklyn. I think he wants to make his roots in New York and he doesn't want to leave. But I can also totally see him saying, hey, can y'all get rid of Kyrie? I can see him on the slide saying that because nobody's, I'm in reading articles and stuff, nobody's really put out anything negative about each other. It was just more so Kevin requested a trade and these are the two teams you want to go to. And those two teams that want him, that he wants to go to, that no one can accommodate that trade unless you add multiple teams and nobody's going to try to facilitate that. Who wants to help the Miami Heat get even better? Danny Ainge is offering probably Tyler Hero and that's it. And a glass of milk. I mean, I know he was offering Tyler Hero to the Utah to Utah and Duncan Robinson. Ironically, those are the two people that he offered to go to Utah. Like what? Like you got other players, but those are Dan, that, that's 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 how Pat Riley does it. And Danny Ainge looked at him like, "I dog, I fleece you. Don't fleece me." So it didn't work out, or it ain't gonna work out. So KD's not going anywhere. It, even though Brooklyn is trying to facilitate a trade. 
I'm going to speak on this one just like I did the Westbrook piece. I don't think he's going anywhere. I think that Kevin Durant will play for the Brooklyn Nets next season. I think that Kyrie is going to finish his contract out there too up until All-Star break. I think All-Star break, we'll see, we'll see some movement. I think everyone will lighten up their stances on what they want to do around All-Star break, right at the trade deadline. But as of right now, before training camp, I don't buy on anybody getting traded. It's just not feasible at this point. So let's see what happens. Oh, man. Thank y'all for tuning in here on Unfair Sports and listening to me babble where we're taking the pencil approach to the sports conversation. I am Jay. Please go show us some love. Like, subscribe, rate, review, and give us five stars. You don't think we deserve it? Let's give us five anyway and gift it. Also, and share it. So, for Mike, Bob, and Wendy, thank you so much for always taking time to help me get this bad boy out the door. We'll get back on our schedule probably closer to the NFL season. So, the inconsistency will hit through August, but it's because we're prepping stuff. We're prepping plans. I'm coming up with new ideas of segments so that we have way more consistency and fun. Working on special guests to join me on a regular basis until I find someone that wants to do this with me on a regular basis. Um, we'll get some consistent stuff. Now I'll get someone that wants to uh, do some other cool ideas and let them lead their own opportunities and shows and bring on guests for themselves also. So when we get all of that stuff put together, I will let you all know and uh just keep your eyes out with that we'll chop it up john a few days peace mobile phone companies say they offer home internet but if their internet comes from a cell phone network you should know it's just phone internet not home internet keep your home up to speed with cox cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5g home internet Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details.